sort your act out. Find a better way to fence. Because if you do not fix this, the FI will step in and fix it for you. Yeah, probably in a way that you're not going to like. Exactly. Hello and welcome to the Fencing Podcast. I'm Gavin. And I'm Sean. And uh, this is our final part of the, our Leipzig Championships shows. Yeah, episode 20 when we're back in Edinburgh and not in Leipzig yeah. anymore. So all the team stuff was watched um, on YouTube as usual. Yep. So yep. Back, to, back to familiar territory. It, it feels like I'm slumming it. It does, yes. <laughs> slumming yeah, it with the rest of you. We've been, been spoiled for a few days, but yeah, yeah back, to, back to reality. Yeah. So we're going to talk about our. We're going to focus mostly on the teams today. Yeah, well, we did all we did our three episodes, our daily episodes for the, the individual stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, I think we'll cover all the team stuff in one one fell swoop. Yeah, and I think we're going to start off with women's foil. Uh, yeah, yeah. Why not? Let's, mm-hmm. let's dive into it. You watch? Did you watch a lot of this? Any of this? Some of this? I watched some of it, but not all of it. Okay. Well, surprising stuff. Not really, actually, until until the semi-finals, pretty yeah. much as you would expect. First semi-final, Italy against Germany. Uh, actually, so, uh, I'll take that back. Actually, probably Germany beating France in the last. Well, eight. I was, was going to say, yeah, because it was it was quite. Cl- I did see this one, and it was very close, if I remember it correctly, all the way through, and they just edged out at the end. Yeah, good win there. I mean, I would put my money on France at the start of that Agreed. match, so that's a, a good win for Germany, probably boosted by the home crowd again, which again, were yeah. really, really voluble and supportive of their, their own fencers. Um, I, mean, I suspect that things, things looked a little bit quieter watching it on YouTube come the Monday, you know, people are yeah. back to work, so not, not the full house that we had on the Sunday for mm-hmm. the, the final day of the individuals, but still noisy. Yeah, and uh, the, the Germans have definitely benefited the most out of their home crowd, I think. Yeah. I just It was just an amazing atmosphere, and here we go, Germany beating France. So that, that gave our semi-final lineup as Italy against Germany and USA against Russia. Italy ran out fairly comfortable winners against Germany, uh, kind of as you would expect. They've been totally dominant all season oh, yeah, long. Definitely. Uh, so a, a 45-34 win there. Uh, but the surprise in the other semi-final was uh, USA beating Russia, and I, I watched all of that one. That was a that was a tremendous match. I watched this one too, and the USA were obviously trying to make up for. I think perceived deficits in their individual performance. You think that was what it was? Ah, oh, okay. Well, I thought they got a bit of a boost. Um, didn't mention it when we were talking about the individuals, but Sabrina Massialis suffering from a, a stress fracture in her foot, so she had to pull out of her last sixty-four fight in the DE. That's right. Yeah. And they flew in Zinga Prescott to to replace her, mm-hmm. and she fenced an absolute blinder in the match against Russia, giving Derek Lozova an absolute pasting to give yeah. the USA a lead. And we keep her finishing finishing the match off against Derek Lozova again. So Derek Lozova was the, guess, yeah. the the punch bag in this in this match. Yeah, the, I, I thought I thought Lee certainly came out of the traps looking looking for uh, you know looking to make a mark. Redemption, basically. exactly, yeah. exactly. So I thought a good win for the mm-hmm. USA, but couldn't follow up against Italy again. Italy just proving too strong overall and coming away with a fairly fairly comfortable win in the end with a. Uh, a forty-five twenty-five win. Pretty Pre- un- it was pretty uncontroversial. Un- 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 <laughs> I thought <laughs> he got there in the end. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got stuck, with, stuck in the middle of the word there. <laughs> can't say whether I'm going to edit that out or not because yeah. that was uh, probably a good stumble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Easy win in the end for Italy. And, yeah. Uh, no, no surprise there. Mm-hmm. And Russia, Russia defeated Germany sort of fairly equally comfortably for the for the bronze. That's right. So, so, we, so we end up with what um, Italy gold, UC silver, and then uh, Russia and bronze. Yeah, and that's kind of what you'd expect. That's the big three, really. 
Yeah, you might have expected France to, to have a stronger showing, but get knocked out in the quarters by, by Germany. I'll, mm, okay. I'll take back my earlier. No surprises in the semi-finals. Mm-hmm. France, I mean, France as a women's full team are a little bit flaky though. They don't have an Irwin. Well, <laughs> which I'm sure we talk about. Ev- every team would want to have one, but yeah. yeah, they didn't. So, so that was women's four. So next, men's saber. Ah, yes, men's saber. Watch a lot of saber, Gav? Nope. You watch any saber? A little bit. Really? Uh, well, it was in it was in between the men's epi. <laughs> uh, okay, well, well done. Uh, I, I must admit, I only watched the later stages of this, but that was pretty good. The big excitement before the later stages was the massive comeback in the last sixteen, France against Germany. Depending on your point of view, this was either an amazing comeback from Vincent Anstep for for France, or pretty horrifying crash and burn uh, from Max Hartung from Germany. Yeah. Germany were 40-28 up, yep. I think, going into the last leg. And you think, yeah, it's that's, gonna be okay. that's yeah. in the bag. And as I say, either Anstet has a... It's going to be a combination of things. Anstet fenced brilliantly, clawed back the huge deficit in very little time, which obviously it's possible to do in Sabre. And Max looked like he'd just temporarily forgotten how to fence. I mean, it was... You've got to think it's a psychology thing. He's just frozen in the moment. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of pressure. The crowd's screaming at him. Um, his opponents have scored a few hits, and he just locked up in his head. He just couldn't get yeah. couldn't get it out anymore. You yeah, know? couldn't couldn't think what to do. Yeah, yeah. it was. It was uh, my initial thought was, "What an amazing comeback!" But then after that, I thought, "That's that's bad." That's yeah, that's because I've from the other big, end. Big massive deficit. I mean, like you see these big swings in Saber anyway. But, yeah, uh, not that, but much. not like that. <laughs> not and, that much. And not with not with a fencer who's. Showing really good form at the end no, of the season exactly. uh, in front of his home crowd. Exactly. Yeah, so that was nasty. So France, France progressed at, at the expense of the home team mm-hmm. to make it into last eight. Most of the, most of the quarterfinals were fairly straightforward. The only close one was Hungary edging past Iran with a 45-42. So we didn't get to see our, our favoured no. Iranian men's sabras no. on podium, which uh, gave our, our semi-final lineup as Italy, Hungary and Korea against the USA. And they were two, two nail biters. Both, both came yes. down to the last hit. I did actually watch a bit of the Korea USA one because uh-huh. I saw the things that were being said about it on uh, social media. So I did actually watch a little bit of it. And yeah, it was like I was kind of chewing my nails and wondering, oh, this is really, really tense. Well, I, I would have said that Korea were going into things. They weren't world number one, but it's such an impressive lineup in yeah. the Korean men's Sabre team. You think that that's a team that probably should be winning all the time. Yeah. We call them the Korean All Stars. Like the talent, you have, we've had the talent, the talent, and so these guys. And the men's Sabre, yeah, I think that's totally mm-hmm. fair, actually. And the USA didn't have a brilliant set of individual results. Their their star performer Daryl Homer's had a pretty ordinary season for the most part. Mm-hmm. Went straight out in the in the sixty four, I think, in the individual, as far I as I can remember. remember. It was early yeah. anyway. Mm-hmm. But USA totally totally battled it out with them and came down to the final hit, and Koreans just edging it. We shared that image uh, of the, what happened at the, when the Koreans won it. Daryl collapsing on the piste. Yeah. Looking defeated. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. And uh, you just think, you, you know, it's like you get to that last moment and you've just pipped at the post. You're going so close. Yeah. Yeah, you just all, everything just drains out of you. It just looks look like you've just been shot. Yeah, so it, it does. Just, it does, yeah. <laughs> you know. And Hungary defeating world number one, uh, Italy, in the other semi final again with a 45 44. Again, probably a surprise there. Hungary, full of exciting fences and obviously with a new individual world champion in their mm-hmm. lineup. He actually looked probably the you know, the most the most ordinary of them. Yeah, I'd say so. I think that's I think that's a fair point. But they they had Aaron Shalagi back on on fine form again. 
Again, he's, he's probably got yeah. He's probably got another, another offensive. Felt like he maybe had another point to prove. Maybe so, yeah. Because because obviously he didn't have quite as good a, an individual as perhaps you might have expected from him. Yeah, I think that's that's fair comment. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I suppose all all teams are going to have their their stars that they they lean on to some degree, and even if the individual results would say you know a, a different Hungarian from the one you would expect winning things, yeah. When it reverts to team stuff, so like he's still your man. Exactly. Well, again, it's one of these things. Some people just respond differently in team events, and as you get older, I think it's it's a, it's a different way of fencing, and you can kind of mold your fencing to work a little bit better in that environment as well. Yeah. So on to the final, and in the end, it was um, dead straightforward. Korea won won by miles, well, and the, the stat to say that is what was going to happen. Probably, but again, you might you might turn to Shilagi to to produce something amazing. Well, true, I guess. Didn't happen. And yeah, comfortable win in the end. And Italy, USA to take the bronze, which left USA having got so close with with nothing at the end of it. But I believe that's still their their best performance in a a main Sabre team at a a World Championships for quite a while. Best part of a decade, I think. Is it? Well, must be, I guess, yeah. Long long while. Mm -hmm. So that was Men's Sabre. And next up is Men's Epi. Yeah, massive field in Men's Epi. It's the only one that had a a tableau of 64. Not not a complete one, but still a lot of of teams in there. That's why it's the best. Uh, (laughs) Because everybody gets a shot. (laughs) It's fair like that. Yeah, you get a sort of participation prize. Well... There, there's nothing for coming fifth, you know. Mm-hmm. You don't get a t-shirt or anything like that. <laughs> no. So I've obviously I've watched quite quite a bit of this, mm-hmm. and quite a bit of a mixed bag. If you look through some of the some of the votes, it's not not always the most exciting. To be fair. yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I watched bits and pieces of this because I was back at work. Obviously, yeah. Uh, my watch rather different from yours, and I can't spend all day on YouTube watching <laughs> fencing. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't delve too much into this, but there was a lot of kind of boring matches. If I'm completely like. Seriously, guys, I just don't know what you're thinking if you're not fencing to win. But just some of them were just really, really boring. Anyway, well, the way that they were boring is that they would be very low scoring for basically the first eight legs of each match. And then it all happens in the last And one. then it's, you know, a flurry of action in the final match. Yeah. A lot of the fights moved on for non-combativity, which at least speed things up a little bit. Yeah. And I can understand that, you know, in AP, it's more difficult to set up and execute an attack than it is to wait until your opponent attacks and sticks your arm out and at worst get a double out of that. So I can understand the reticence to some degree, but as a a neutral observer, that is quite boring to watch. Yeah, and I I love my epi, right? But I'm a no guts, no glory kind of guy. I understand this this idea that you can just edge out, because I'm going to talk about this in depth in one particular match in a minute, but I can understand why you might, traditionally you would try and edge it out. You You go into a round... There's three hits in it. You don't want to get the gap to be any bigger because yeah. uh, the bigger the gap, the more the more your cards have to be on the table, right? The more your opponent's going to see, right? Mm-hmm. So I understand all of that, but there is something to be said for just forcing the forcing the issue, because if you force the issue, that's where the magic happens, right? Because it's such a big field, we're just going to stick with what we've been doing. So we'll we'll go to the latter stages, I think. Okay, we'll start up there. One of the sort of interesting things just to me was one of the teams which made the last state, which was Egypt. Didn't expect to see Egypt in the last state since no, we had a, since we had an incomplete sixty-four, which means those guys were fencing pretty hardcore throughout the day, and they beat Czech Republic with a nail-biting thirty-four, thirty-three. Mm-hmm. Now, believe it or not, the Czechs do in fact have some good fencers. Yeah, they do. Individually, they don't produce Brazil brilliant results, but mm-hmm. they have. I mean, they won one of the World Cups this year in the team event. Mm-hmm. That's right, because uh, one of their guys. Oh, Beran, Jerry. Yuri Beran, yes. Yeah, yeah. He, he's actually quite a good fencer. I actually watched him at the World Championships for uh-huh. the first time properly and realised that he is a good fencer, but he is also an incredibly awkward fencer. Yeah. 
That's basically what that's his that's his superpower. It's incredibly <laughs> incredibly awkward all the time. Uh, so anyway, seeing Egypt making it into the last eight, I thought was quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Worth, uh, worth it's, it's worth noting. And then uh, the other sort of interesting one here is Estonia uh, making the last eight and then dropping out to Hungary by one point. Yeah. And a fabulous 26-25. Sounds a thrill a minute. It was a thrill a minute, yeah. So you can imagine our phlegmatic... Oh, sorry, a thrill in the last minute. I don't remember it being that. I just remember it being... Dull all the way. Dull all the way, yeah. Because <laughs> ah, okay. both teams here are pretty phlegmatic. They're, they're, not, they're not flamboyant. They're playing the numbers constantly. Yeah. You get to the end. I might be underselling this a little bit, but... <laughs> no, but no, not by much by the sounds of it. Yeah, but no, I don't remember anything exciting about this one. Right. The other one, obviously, the other interesting thing here is our Italian epi team is getting getting beat by the Swiss in the last eight. Yeah. Again, another thrill a minute, twenty two twenty. Yes. But this one did just roll on. It was a case of neither side was really taking the note because the thing about the Swiss is they have a reputation for being flamboyant. Got Max, but it's not just Max. No, the whole team has a flamboyant style. It's to what they want to do. Yeah, but they are quite smart with it. They don't all they don't manage to curb that well against yeah. Italy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well just, done, lads. They just ground them down, and it was twenty twenty. Anyway, so we're moving into the semi final, and that gives us a lineup of uh, France v Russia and uh, Hungary v Switzerland, and they were superb semi finals. Mm-hmm. Absolutely superb. Uh, Switzerland versus Hungary. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll start with the France Russia one. The okay. France Russia one was uh, just close all the way through. And the lead swapped a couple of times. Uh, it was aggressively uh, combative all the way through. Uh, neither side was giving it any ground. They go into the final. They swap it. It goes in. Uh, the Russians are oh, two points ahead. Uh, France bring on Lucini uh, as their anchor. I hope I'm remembering that right. Anyway, so they bring on they bring on Lucini as anchor, and he just overturns it and wins in the last one. It basically gives uh, Sukov pasting. Right. Uh, some like 5-1 or something like that oh, to win okay. out. It's actually really, really exciting. It's a really, re- I think it's actually the best of the two semi-finals in terms of action. Right. See, I, I couldn't face watching the semi-finals having flicked through bits of the quarter-finals, <laughs> which were soul-destroying in my yep. my humble opinion. Yep. I couldn't handle an immediate burst of the semi-final action, so I, I left it alone and only came back to things for the yeah. final. I think if you're gonna if you're gonna watch any of them, you've seen the final, obviously, right? Yep. But watch that semi-final. I think it's worth your time. It's okay, good. it's a good one. I'll, I'll give it another one. try. In the other semi-final, though, it is no, we're going to talk about it now. Okay? Right. Okay. I'm braced. Right. You braced for this. It was dull as dishwater, <laughs> right? For most of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And a lot of people are talking about this as being somehow an amazing team match, but I completely disagree. Eighty percent of this is just rubbish, rubbish, boring, epi. Neither side. Really want to do it. I mean, Max at one point uh, rocks up and wins uh, wins one leg, one nil, and yeah. it's literally he scores a point. The other guy goes, "Ah, oh, I'm not enough doing that. Yeah. Enough of that." And they go, right, "Fair enough." On to the next one then. So there's a couple, there's a lot of that going on, and it wasn't the most exciting. And then in the last leg, they bring on Max again. At this point, uh, Switzerland are down by uh, quite a few points. Can't remember exactly how many. Five. Or yeah, six. it wasn't much. No, I don't think it was as much as that. that. Oh no, it was three points. Mm-hmm. It was three points. So they, were, they bring on Max. Who promptly wins uh, twenty seven to eleven? Yes, it just goes absolutely. It goes absolutely nuts. bananas. It shouldn't be possible to score that many hits really in three minutes of fencing. Yeah, we, we talked about Max gets an unfair kind of people. People think about Max in the wrong way. I think the only ever sees greatest hits compilations, which is just these lovely flicks and pickups that he does, and yep. it's just really flamboyant and lovely. But he is actually a very smart fencer when he's when he's playing the game. And it was really interesting watching watching his actual game here. He was quite happy to. This is what I'm talking about. No guts, no glory. He was quite happy to go in there and sick his opponent with a with a, with a flesh. Oh. I mean, he was quite happy to take the doubles. 
Yeah, a few doubles. We've got to get doubles. And then suddenly switch it. Get a single light back to the doubles. Yeah, right. so we can, we've got a lot of time here. I can afford to give away yeah. p- plenty of doubles here. Exactly. And he was using that and as a... Pick he, up the old one here and there yeah. to, to close the gap and eventually pull ahead. Yeah. Now, it's Max. He doesn't want to get the double. There's no way in Max's mind that he's thinking about the double. What he's constantly doing, though, is he's setting it up. He's setting. He's thinking about it. He's thinking about what's going on. He's setting up probably the next step, the next step after that. But he's thinking about it all the way through. Like, well, but, but with the score so low going into final leg, yeah. you can settle for the doubles. That's not a disaster. Yeah. So it's, the percentage is here, my worst case is a double. Yeah. Right? And Max is like, nah, that's fine. That's fine. But what it's doing is it's really playing with his opponent. His opponent's thinking, oh, Max is just going to run at me and all I'm going to do is stick my arm in and I'm going to get a double. It's going to be fine because we're in the lead. Mm-hmm. But really, there's a hit here or there, here or there. <laughs> and, he, and you just saw the score just getting tighter and tighter and tighter yeah. until it's equal and then flips. Uh, and at that point, Hungary are, are kind of starting to lose it. Uh, you could just see the frustration on Redley's face. The other, the other reason why this particular leg's quite, uh, people can talk about it is because Max is, not only is he going at it, but he's basically being full contact Max. He's throwing himself at his opponent. He's falling over things. He's doing all those usual things. I wasn't convinced all the time that there was an actual accident or something. I'm I'm sure there's a little bit of gamesmanship going on, being involved in this as well. Uh, although, to be fair, the trainer was called at one point when right. it wasn't necessary. But that is the only point in that match that I would bother watching it. Okay. Right. Okay. Really so interesting. Skip the first eight legs. Yeah, skip the first eight legs. That's interesting if you want to watch the odd flick, but it's kind of, it was kind of dull. But then we go, then move into the final. We've got our, uh, our classic France, French team here. We've mm-hmm. got Burrell. We've got Lucine. Uh, and then the Swiss team, we've got all of them. And it was a cracking final. Uh, it goes right the way through. It was well contested all the way through. It wasn't too boring. No, I actually watched this and. Yeah. Having sort of recovered from my bring my experience of watching bits of the quarterfinals, yeah. this was much more my sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there was a couple of legs, I think, right at the start, where it wasn't particularly high scoring. They didn't quite make the, the quote of hits, and they would flip it over no, that's, correctly. that's okay. You can, you can accept a few of those. Yeah, exactly. And uh, But the thing was, they were still contesting it. It wasn't they were just standing there, and nothing was happening, and then the ref would just go, I'm yeah. bored of this, move it on. It was more a case of, there would be a bit of, con- they would contest it, and then, then there would be a moment where you could just see, it was just like, oh, we just can't be doing anything, we want the next one. But it was very good, and it was very close, mm. right up until the final. Yeah. Well, actually, I thought the second last leg, where Benny Stefan was fencing, I can't remember which of the French guys it was he had in the eighth leg, uh, and he put, in a, he put in a really strong leg there. To, I think it was against Lucini. Yeah, where he, he won the leg something like 8-3 yeah. to, to establish a, a lead. Significant, yeah, a significant lead, lead for, for, for the to, Swiss, yeah, to, to, go, to go up against uh, Armand Yannick. Yep. So well, we'll talk about the last leg then. So yeah. France were what seven hits down, I think, going into seven hits down. Yep. Max takes a tumble, bangs his head after losing three hits. Three hits or four hits? Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was three hits had, down. Yeah. The gap had narrowed quite considerably. I think it was down to three hits. But it was still manageable, right? It was still. Yeah, was still I mean, three hits is still a, a decent lead. Mm. But the Swiss, the Swiss had a reserve still. So they pull Max and they stick on George Kuhn. Now, then there's a couple of interesting things to, to note here. The first is that Kuhn was the person who put a Yannick in the individual. Yep, that's right. Okay, so that's quite, it's already interesting. Also, I noticed that uh, George Kuhn looks like, uh, you ever seen an actor called uh, Seth Green? Yes. He looks just like him. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, I, I hadn't particularly picked up we on that. We should do that. We should get double a picture of the two yeah. of them together. Never is seen it? the two of them in the same place no. at the same time. No. That's uh, uncanny. Yeah, it, you might be right. It's absolutely uncanny. Anyway, never mind. So, Kuhn's fencing Yannick, and it was just, it was just a really good last leg. Do you, you agree with that? It was really, really good. Yeah, it was. Yannick's pulling it back. Kuhn, Kuhn's not, not having any of this. He's really going for it as well. Yep. 
But Yannick being Yannick, he's going to he's going to turn in a performance or two, isn't he? Yeah, he did. I mean, he it was a thoroughly controlled. I mean, he looked comfortable against Max before Max yep. wiped himself out. Yep. And you did think that if Max keeps fencing like this mm-hmm. and sees it through, Yannick's. Well, Yannick was on a run for for yeah. us in the trot in next to no time at all. Yeah. Gap had already narrowed to three hits. Yeah, and to be fair to Max, he did look a bit out of sorts in that leg. I thought it wasn't quite. It wasn't quite either. He maybe put off by Yannick or something. I don't know. He was just, did, anyway, did look a little panicky anyway. Yeah. I mean, then he wiped himself out and, yeah. and had to be carted off. He looked bad actually. I mean, watching it again in slow motion. That's a yeah. Bang! He said on the uh, the reader controller on the back of the mask. Yeah. So I can understand why you might be seeing stars yeah. after that. Fleshed at Yannick goes goes past him. Yannick's trying to hit with the riposte. Mm-hmm. Uh, Max is busy trying to defend himself yeah. and topples over and smacks the back of his head off the piece with the uh, wireless transmitter that, yeah. that goes on the back of yeah. the mask off, off the piece. It looked, it looked sore. It did look sore. Anyway, they pulled him off and uh, I don't think there's any, any complaints about that. Kuhn went for it, but just couldn't hold off Yannick, really. No, it was an uh, irresistible force. Yeah, yeah, and it was a good final as, as a result. It was uh, One semi in particular was very good, but I mean, I think the semis and the finals are quite good, but maybe some of the other fights were just not quite as exciting. Yeah. Uh, and that's what I think of the men's epic. Okay, so I'll, I'll ask you then, is this something that fencing should be looking to cure? Is this an actual problem? This I think the way sort of relative non combativity and nothing terribly much happening in the early parts of matches and really the only excitement happens in the last leg or perhaps the last couple of legs. I'm gonna say yes and no. Because I think for the neutral observer watching it, mm-hmm. there is no way you can communicate that there's something happening here. There might be some things to do here with I think getting some of the some getting some of the coaches together. Someone has got to break the stalemate at some point. There's got to be some coaches out there who, who are looking at this thinking, come on, we, need, we can't keep stepping away from this. Every time someone gives up on a, a leg in a team match, they're giving up the opportunity to score points. Yeah. Yes, they're giving up, yes, they're protecting a lead or protecting a deficit. It's true. But they're also giving up the opportunity to score hits. There must be an opportunity in there somewhere to win. Now, you saw it with Max and the way that he controlled his way back into that match against Hungary. Mm-hmm. There's a massive deficit. There's some padding around the edges. So it's perfectly possible to get your way in. bit unusual because you've got a particular type of fence in a particular situation. Yeah. But it can be done. Now, if, if I was going to speak to the coaches out there, I would say to them, sort your act out. Find a better way to fence. Because if you do not fix this, the FIE will step in and fix it for you. Yeah, probably in a way that you're not going to like. Exactly. If I was the FIE and I was going to fix this, there are a couple of different ways I could I could think to do it. One is to go for the stick, which we know is what the FIE like. <laughs> right? So they might say, right, both teams are disqualified, which we know they've threatened in the past. Oh, really? Yeah, and I remember that. There was a, after, back in early 2000s, there was some discussion about if neither team was fencing, they would just disqualify both of them, and that would be that. Oh, wow. So your non-combativity wouldn't just be, all right, okay, yeah. finish with that one, on to the next one. Yeah, I remember reading that. I'd have to go back. I mean, we're going back quite a number of years now, right? Yeah. Uh, I'd have to go back into the records, but I'm, I saw talk of that, that was a, many moons, and moons ago. Because that, that forces the issue, right? Yeah. You you're, both, you're both at fault. Uh, both of you can go then. So that might be an extreme way of looking at it, mm. but you think there could be other things you could be looking at here. There could be cards handed out. You could have red cards. You could, you know... But that doesn't really change things. If you give... You know, both fences are non-competitivity is, mm-hmm. is complicit. You know, both fences have to be yeah. Well, he, not he's, doing he's, anything. Here's one suggestion that I thought of for this, which is you can give the you can give the teams the ability to literally say we don't want want to fence, so you don't fence a leg at all. The two fences don't come on. You just skip to the next one. All right, okay. That way, no one has to actually, no one has to bear watching it for a minute. 
Right, just cool. not going to bother with this and, yeah. and move it on. To no, it's a hard one, one to explain to a bystander why doing that because you'd expect to see your nine nine legs. Another suggestion I did see, and this is just like online social media chat, was to reduce it to uh, from nine to six legs. So you just no, you're not going to get an order where it's going to be everyone fences everyone else. That's not what's going to happen here. It's probably going to be either smaller teams or. What you're going to do is you're going to have just one set of three fences, you know, that a set of bouts, and you choose uh, your order okay. into it. Mm-hmm. So you can choose the the fences that you're going to fence in each particular leg. Right. Uh, okay. Not convinced by that one either. There is no. There isn't an easy fix without wielding a large stick. Right. I think. I think this is the issue. Yeah. But I don't. I don't have an easy solution for this. And no. I, and I'm like, because I'm a, an epi fan, I'm like, well, just leave it alone. It'll fix itself in time. But yeah. Uh, I, I think if I was going to speak to the coaches about this, this is what I'd point out to them, is that if you don't fix this yourselves, the FA's going to fix it for you. Yeah. And you're not going to like it. You're going but to... you agree that it's something that needs fixed? This is a bad one for in men's epi this particular way round. It's not usually as bad as this, mm-hmm. but certainly for women's epi, definitely. Right. Yeah. So like, if it, these boring these boring matches and nothing's happening and are very low scoring, we need to be able to find a way of dealing with it. Or here's, here's, a, here's one I just thought of. We don't fence five anymore, and we just get through it that way. You get three hits in each leg. Yeah, tricky. I'm not. I'm not sure that it's a solution, or it's not a solution that I can come up with. Um, yeah. that I'm comfortable with. That's going to produce more exciting fencing that we would like to see. Although maybe I'm misjudging it. I mean, some people may love this kind of low-scoring tactical battle in the early. I don't, and I love Epi. Yeah, you know. No, I don't either. I must admit. I, I, it's like it, it's like battle of spreadsheets. Right? <laughs> it's battle of the spreadsheets. But the thing is, it's the it's the lack of ambition in it which really annoys me. I've talked about this. Remember in Women's foil. We've talked about this in the past. Yeah, that that has seen a change, and it's, it's been, been a change by the coaches. It's, it's taken a while, but it, eventually the coaches have said enough is enough. We need to change this because they saw the opportunity. There's an opportunity there, right? Yeah. Rather than no, no fencing happening, there is an opportunity if you do fence to, to to reap some rewards. So I've got got you got to think at some point someone's going to blink and go for it. Anyway, enough enough about that. I could go on at great, enough grumbling. Yeah. Enough grumbling. What's next, Sean? Well, Women's Sabre Gav, tell me all about it. I must admit, I cheated in this. I was busy at work and I only watched the later stages. Although I did uh, have a look at some of the results from earlier on in the day. Good stuff happening there, or surprising stuff happening there, was in, in the last 16, the, the young up-and-coming Mexican team put out Hungary, which I, I think is going to be, <laughs> still going to be viewed as a, a, a genuine surprise, yep. despite the, the promise that the, the Mexicans are, are showing in Women's Sabre. Mm-hmm. Other than that, yeah, no, no huge shops along the way, I don't think. Japan putting out Poland, I don't think that counts as a surprise anymore. Japan had a very, very good day in the individual with three of, so. three of them making the top eight. So that's that's probably not really a surprise. Other than that, all pretty much as you would expect to see. Russia going out in the last eight to Japan, that actually probably is a surprise, despite Japan's success in the individual. It was close, though. Uh, it was, yeah, yeah, a 45-43, but... Uh, more, more good stuff from the Japanese. I think when we come to talking about the championships as a whole, Japan's going to emerge with a, mm-hmm. uh, a great, a great deal of credit. Korea put out the USA again, another, another close one, but uh, you know, a misfiring USA team pretty much all season. That's still, probably not going to be a. I don't know what's going on surprise. there. They're just not. There's something missing in the the USA team. I know it's not that just that Zagunas has had to go. Yeah, the, the, the obvious thing that's missing. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't mean that. What I mean is they're just not. There's just something about the team that's just not working at the moment. I, I don't know what it is. I, I still expect the USA team to be dominant. I don't know if I'm just behind the times a little bit. Uh, maybe not dominant, but performing better than they have done yeah. this season. Yeah, well, okay, that's very putting it. Yeah, but. and Ukraine with the returned Olga Karlan couldn't quite do enough to, to get past France in the, mm. the last eight. And it's it's always the thing with the Ukrainian team. 
they, they do require their second and third fencers to to put in a, a decent shift to give to give Carlan a chance of performing some magic. It wasn't wasn't happening this time round. So on to our semi-finals. Close one between Italy and France, mm-hmm. but Italy edging it out. I mean, Italy are I've described their their team as being not particularly exciting individually, and that perhaps with the exception of Arina Vecchi, not a team of stars. And even even she's probably not really quite. Mm. Quite top caliber, yep. and obviously she had a, always picked up a medal in the individual, but mm-hmm. more uh, the opportunity to to win gold sure. thrown away in the semi final, or subject to an amazing comeback from Zarabezbez. Um, Azabezbez. Azabezbez, my mm-hmm. mistake. And in the other one, Korea comfortable winners against Japan. Mm-hmm. So on to final, which I did watch, and there was really no excitement in that one at all. Italy cruising to a win against Korea with a, a 45 27 win, you never you never looked in doubt. Looks a bit of a battering. Um, yeah, it was. It was. Um, Italy just solid all the way through and totally in control of things. It was a, not a boring final, but n- none of that tension of the, the result ever really being yep. in doubt. And uh, France saw Japan for the bronze. So that, that was Women's Sabre. Where to next? Women's Epi. Mm. Right. Now, you've had your rant already. About- so I'm not going to go over it again. No. We've, we've had a, I've had my complaint. Because I, mean, I, I said that men's Epi team isn't normally as bad as it was in this particular World Championship. But uh-huh. I think it was a particularly bad year for it. Women's Epi, though, just someone just take control of it and just yeah. sort it out. But I did watch the latter stages. I couldn't bear to watch all of the earlier stages. I did dip in and out of it. But it was, I just wasn't, I wasn't very happy. Let's put it that way. But if we just quickly sort of run through some of the, the perhaps the surprises. We'll start with just the last eight, I think. We've got uh, a fantastically, Estonia are good, right? right? Women, a women's epic. Yeah. They are good, yeah, right? It's a strong lineup. It's a strong lineup. Uh, and they only managed to beat Germany. And I would say that Germany, they have a couple of good fencers, but they're not maybe anywhere near as good as uh, Estonia. Uh, and they might only managed to defeat them to 11. So I'm biting my knuckle before I, mm-hmm. before I say anything on that one. But I think uh, an interesting one there is Poland versus Russia. Yeah. Now, Poland managed to take out... Now, they've got one really good fencer in Nelop, and they managed to beat, uh, beat Russia, which is quite interesting. Uh, the other interesting one, though, I think is Korea. Beating France, yeah, that's that's a genuinely big surprise. Uh, because I thought, honestly, would have thought that the the Korean team is okay, uh, but the the French team, I would have thought, would be able to take them. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. no, Korea did win that one. It was I actually watched this one, and it, it was it was okay. It wasn't it wasn't the most exciting of matches, but the Koreans uh, didn't finish with Shinalam, Finished with uh, the reserve who edged out for them. And she was a much different fence and much more aggressive. Okay. I might be mis... No, no, that's correct. That's exactly what happened. Um, I can't remember her name is now off the top of my head. I've just forgotten. But anyway, uh, so there was a quite, ni- quite a nice finish to it because right. there's two fences in the Korean team. There's there's, uh, there's Lam and there's you see the other one. I can't remember. Pass, it, sorry. It, it, it's another part of Korean. I can't remember. They're both very passive kind of looking fencers. Yeah. Uh, and, and all they're looking to do is to pick them, people off as they're coming in at them. It's really not the most exciting game. I know, understand the efficiency of it, but it's just not interesting to watch. But it was interesting watching the, the, the reserve come on and win it for them, and was much more aggressive, aggressive right? But much more like the, like the, the male, the male cream team, but not quite as quite as aggressive. But yeah, you know, it was yeah, good along those lines. Along those lines, uh, the other one, obviously, to mention here is uh, China edging out uh, USA thirty-eight thirty-seven. Mm. Uh, USA aren't a particularly strong uh, women's epi team, but the Chinese team haven't been quite. Quite final ones, but it's quite it's interesting to watch the, the Aubrey effect. I think giving giving a team confidence, yeah. confidence and the ability to to, to realise that they can win. I think it's difficult not to be a fan of of Aubrey because he's had so much success. He's quite a charismatic 
character. Yeah. It's moved to China, has has seen improved results, certainly on the women's side. Yeah. It's taken a while for the men, but we'll we'll not go into uh, that. And I, I don't I don't want to belabor the point, but the Chinese fencers are not an exciting bunch to watch. No. And to be fair, that's probably to some degree true of French teams under Aubrey as well. They weren't necessarily terribly exciting to watch, but they were very efficient and they understood, everybody understood what they had to do as part of the team. I don't know, I agree with that. I've always kind of liked the, maybe it's just because I'm kind of, kind of biased towards the French. I think it was a sort of, yeah, sort of rose tinted view of what's happening. How long was Aubrey in charge of the French team for? Two Olympic cycles, Two, I think. Yeah, so nearly 10 years, something like that. Yeah, seven, seven or eight years, certainly. Yeah, I'm just thinking back over that period and, I don't remember them being that boring to watch. <laughs> Not that boring. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Anyway, but look, there's been some grumbles that Aubrey isn't producing the goods, but I think it's actually completely in untrue. Yeah, I was. Well, he's had a year. <laughs> yeah, less is, than a year. This is. I'm going by some of the chat that I was getting on the on the the feed on YouTube. All right. While these matches were going on, and there was some uh, Chinese and Hong Kong fencing fans chatting about this uh-huh. and they were saying that oh, Aubrey's kind of struggling to make his impact on the team but there's been a massive change in the teams yeah. it seems that the, te- the, the women's epi team in particular has gone from nowhere to actually looking like decent yeah. like, I mean it's not exciting but they're, they're, they're delivering yeah. you know and it's, he's only been in charge for what how many months now six seven months something like that uh, maybe fractionally longer but less, certainly less than a year. a year it's not a year yet and he's all, you're already starting to see it and it's taken yeah. a bit longer for the men but the, certainly with the women's epi team I could believe some of the chat. It was like, oh, no, yeah, he, that's bizarre. Not, that's it, it was a bizarre, bizarre chat, and and didn't meet a good response when I caught up. I said, yeah, what, you guys, what are you guys on? What are you smoking? Because <laughs> look at these guys, right? They're winning. Which brings us on to the semis because this is giving us a lineup of China versus Korea, so yeah. an East Asian final, and we've got Poland versus Estonia in the other half, mm-hmm. right? And if you were to put your money on who was going to win, China versus Korea, who would it be? Yeah, I would, I would go Korea. Korea, yeah. Yeah, it's an established, established experienced team. team. Yeah, yeah. Looking, looking like they're they're, they're doing a decent thing, uh, but no, it was China. Yeah, and China. Re- reasonably comfortably as well. Exactly, forty thirty two. Again, this one wasn't the most exciting, but like China won, right? Yeah. So like Hughes already get he's turned up, and within a few months at World Championships, his guys have delivered a medal. Yeah, it's going to happen now. They're having a medal. You yeah, know? I think anybody grumbling about that sort of result is unrealistic. Yeah, what, what, what even, was the most, I mean, even the most brilliant coach in the world, they're they're brilliant coaches. They're not they're not magicians. Yeah. So uh, this is a kind of a shout out to, to whoever those guys were on the the sort of the Asian fences, just to give be a bit more patient. Yeah. It, it's it's already happening for you guys. You just need to be a little bit wait wait another year and see what happens. And remember, this is epi. This you know, yeah. Nobody produces world dominance in individuals and teams across mm. men's and women's. It's, yeah. it's simply not possible. Yeah. Did have some fun chat with some of these guys actually about um, their experiences in, in Asia and stuff like that, which which was good. Anyway, in the other half we had uh, Poland versus Estonia, and it was another thrill ride where Estonia won it thirty seven twenty seven. Yeah, so they comfortably won it, and anyway, they won it. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> moving swiftly on. So moving swiftly on. So we, we get to the final, and it's China versus Estonia. Estonia are a strong team anyway, and they won really comfortably forty five thirty three, and it was never in doubt all the way through it. Yeah. Um, they just managed. They managed every single leg well. So they stretched out a lead basically from start yeah, to start. finish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I can't remember. I don't think anybody got an absolute pasting or anything like that. They just they yeah, just, they just went hit there and it just the final leg, like and it's exactly it's clear. Have Estonia ever won women's epi before in the World Championships? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't wouldn't completely rule out because they're they are pretty strong. They are solid. 
I'm sure they've won it in men's, um, but I'm not convinced that they've won it in women's effort before. But anyway, this is something I need to look into. I'm going to put a wee Facebook post about this. Once I into it. Either confirm or... Yeah, because I've been asking around and everyone's been shaking, uh, stroking the chin and saying, I'm mm. sure they've won this before. Sure they have, sure yeah. They have. I've not had a chance to look into it. And in the, uh, in the bronze medal match, it was Poland versus Korea. Uh, I have to confess I didn't watch this one, I skipped it. Okay. Uh, but going by the score, it was comfortable for Poland, who won in a thrill ride of 33 to 28. Yeah. You've got to imagine, you've got to imagine, you've got a Korean team there, you've got a Polish team there. Pff, that's, um, uh, heartily dismissive there. I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, that, that's probably a pretty good result for Poland, though, I would say. I would uh, have thought they, so. they had a good, a good championship yeah, I think, uh, I think, in, in women's epi. Yeah, I think they did. With, um, with well, with even taking silver in the individual. That's right, yep. And taking a bronze in the team, that's... Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. I mean, that's yeah. pretty good. Pretty good for the Poland. Yep. So, what are we on to the next? Men's foil. Well, men's foil. Last last team event. Judy obviously is a men's foil fan, former men's foilist, coach of men's foilists. Uh, I had more interest in this, I must admit, than the, the women's epic. That may have been apparent, obviously, from the my reporting on the individual events as well. <laughs> so, yep. But there's a, a clearly established top four in the men's foil teams, mm-hmm. and pretty predictably, they, they were the the ones lining up when it gets to the semi-final stage. Mm-hmm. Hat tip to the British men's foil team who gave Italy the a thoroughly hard time in the last last 16. And in particular, Kamal Minut, new new member of the, the team just out of juniors, uh, finished with a positive indicator in that match. Mm-hmm. Italy did did run out with a 45-37 win, but that was a, a good performance from young Kamal there. I was thoroughly impressed. Made the, made the Italians work incredibly hard. It does, does also show that the fact that Britain met Italy in the last 16 shows how important your team ranking is. Absolutely, yeah, because yeah. Because seriously, that was a, especially at the moment for Britain, because uh, which Cruz can't do teams. He's saying he's not going to do it. Uh, and as a result, the team's obviously missing their, their best fencer for the moment. So they really have to protect their ranking somehow. Yeah. Plus, plus James Davis and Marcus Mepstead missed a lot of the early season World Cups. Mm-hmm. So. As yeah. a result, Britain has slid down the rankings. Yeah. So I'm really hopeful for this this team moving on for, for yeah, next, next year. Season. Next year, this yeah. season, maybe see, not so see much. Them climbing back up the yeah. rankings a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so semi final time: France against Italy in the first semi, and USA against Russia. So same lineup as you had for the semi finals in the in the Olympics, and Italy managed to keep Erwan under control. Uh, and ran out with a fairly comfortable 45-35 win. USA gave Russia an absolute pasting, doing a similar sort of job, job keeping Timur Safin under control, their kind of star man, and their uh, Russia's new world champion, Dmitry Zerbchenko, had a pretty miserable time, got, the, got a bit of a pasting from before we move on with the Americans. One, can I just say that the U- USA really gave Russia a pasting? Yeah, they did. Honestly, I don't think I've ever seen... Like, the Russian team is amazing. They're, they're really good. Yeah, I, All well, they're, they're really Olympic great, champions, yeah. Right? And they absolutely made them look like amateurs. They were just yep. all over them, all the way through it. It was just a great, great exhibition, I think, of how you deal with Russia. Yeah. You just give them a pasting. That's what just, you do. That's <laughs> easy as that. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, thank goodness you were here to offer that insight, yeah. Gav. You know I mean? I'm sure the other teams will be queuing up to go, oh, yeah, right enough. That's all yeah. we need to do. Exactly. So, yeah, Italy-USA final. Swung back and forward. USA took a, an early lead. Uh, Italy scrapped their way back into it. Mm-hmm. Pretty entertaining stuff, certainly. I loved for, it. Yeah, it from great. my point of view. Mm-hmm. But in the end, uh, Italy took the win, highlight or low light, depending on how you view it. Which M- bit? Miles Chamley Watson uh, makes a, a through the legs hit. I think it was on Avila. Okay, are and, you are you a highlight or a low light? Well, it is one of those hits that drives me absolutely mental because see the kids at the club doing it or trying to do it, and I can't help feeling when you're ten or eleven or twelve, perhaps you'd be focusing a little more on other things. 
So to have one of those scored in the, the final of a world championship just makes you go, oh, God, that's, it's going to be more of that in the club. Cards on the table for me. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a low light. Right. I really didn't like it. I like the hit. Okay, don't don't get me wrong. Yeah. Who doesn't like a bit of showboating, right? Absolutely. But, but, and this is a massive but, Miles looked like the weak link in the team because of his showboating. Right. Do you not think? Do you not agree? He had a strong. It was the second last leg. He actually gave USA a, a glimmer of a chance. That's right. Okay, but in the leg before, he got a pasting. Yeah. All right, and he looked. Like focus on the fencing first. If you've got a massive lead, why not do some flashy hits? Why not just mm. do it? Right, it's fun. Okay, but focus on the focus on the fencing first. I think would be my my sage advice from the world of Epi. Do the numbers through the spreadsheet at the your opponent until you have a nice big, you know, until it says until when you hit the sum button, you have got a massive lead. Then you do your showboating. But until then, no, no, no. eyes on the prize. I think. Okay. And from but, my from my perspective, but he, but he scores for the hit. So is that not the appropriate action at at, at the time? Or too many other failed attempts at things that were perhaps not a high percentage hit. Yes. I think what happened here was it's just one of those... I don't know how to put this other than to say I think it was a success of failures. Every okay. hit, His opponent missed him. He missed his opponent. We're scrabbling around for a hit. Stick it between your legs. You get the hit. Sorry. No. Not great. No. I'm, I'm, like, I know plenty of American fences. I'm probably going to get some messages missing. How dare you say that? <laughs> but I'm sorry, guys. I just... No. Just guy. Hit him. Right? Anyway, I thought it was a thoroughly entertaining match. Otherwise, mm-hmm. uh, the, everyone else looked really, really good. I thought as well. And, and Miles did do absolutely brilliantly to bring it back and give them a glimmer of hope. Yeah, because he did really knuckle down to the task when the you know when the chips were down and, yeah. and get it done. Which fair play to the guy. I think makes up for the fact that I did not like this other hit. Okay, all right. Okay, so there's there's swings and roundabouts here. But I thought all the other guys were really good here. You have got Alex back in the team there. You've got. Uh, race was looking really good, I thought. Uh, yeah, you know, so it was it was really really good, and there was a there was a real vibrancy about about the whole match. I thought. Yeah, no, I agree. It was a thoroughly enjoyed the men's foil teams. Some excellent, entertaining performances, including France beating Russia for for the bronze with Owen back on form and dishing out a right good pasting both to Zerubchenko in the middle of the match and battering Team Safin in the last leg as well, well just to, when, to make sure there was absolutely no doubt about it. Didn't I just say that this is how you beat Russia? You just give them a right good pace then. <laughs> right? yep, simple as that. It's simple as that. Here's the thing, right? Essentially, that French team is one guy. One guy. Well, that, it's, that's it's, a bit strong because Enzo the four put in a really right, good okay, yeah, second that, last leg to stretch their lead out. Yeah. Uh, to give them a lead, actually, I think, against against Zerubchenko. But you've got to say Cado looked... Like, what was it was horrible. Canada? He had, now what, I can't even remember who it was that he was fencing, but he was on first leg and he went, he went crazy. I don't know what he was trying to do. Oh, I think it was clearly some sort of tactical plan in mind to, to disrupt his Russian opponent and it went horribly long, wrong. He looked terrible and it was immediately dragged off and, and yeah. replaced. And Martin, they brought Martin on. Mm-hmm. And uh, Martin's what top? He is top 50, is he not? Just, I Just. think. But, like, like, and I thought Martin looked way better than Cado. Right. On, on the basis of that one fight, yes. Yeah. Almost anybody would have. Yeah, but uh, Canada was just, oh. Do you just think the French coach is thinking, no. <laughs> no, that is not what I asked for. No, you you're off. Sit down. Yeah. Right. Make yourself so, comfy. You're not, you're not going actually, back on actually done for the day. Yeah, exactly. That was also a very entertaining match, that yep. bronze medal match. I really enjoyed it. Yep, some good stuff in the main foil. Mm-hmm. So that, that wraps up for all the team events from the World Championships, which we were watching from, from back home. Yes. So, well, we had our, we had our jaunt to the World Championships. It was worth every minute. Yeah. So what, what were your impressions of the World Championships? What, why was it worth our while going rather than sitting at home and watching it on YouTube? 
watching on YouTube doesn't really convey the atmosphere. That was the, big, the biggest thing that was missing from me because there was a real atmosphere in the hall yeah. on the days that we were there. So it doesn't matter what which discipline we're talking about, it was great, I thought. The, the feed was also a little bit flaky. Oh, was it? I don't know if you noticed. But if you're watching it live, some of the events were quite... There was sound problems and I felt it was a little bit flaky. And also the sound and the and the video went out of sync quite a lot. Yeah, that seems to happen all the time. and I, I'm not sure why, but it is, it is annoying. Especially if you want, want actually to get the sound of footwork and, and blade contact. If they're not synced up, that's infuriating because that kind of removes a big part of your reason for for listening to the, the yeah. sound. And not only that, but even even an epi, it's just not the same if you have to mute it because everything is out of sync. Being there and having not having that in your way yeah, not having that was, was, was really, really good. The actual venue was really nice as well. I thought they did it, they laid it out quite nicely. Yes, yeah, yeah, definitely. My only slight frustration was uh, for the last 64s, because they have two competitions running from the last 64 down to down to a winner, they, they do half the last 64 fights on pieces 5 to 8, which are quite tightly packed at sort of one end of the mm-hmm. the venue and actually viewing anything there. I'm assuming that there was no live live feed for those no, pieces. No, there wasn't. And also they were confusingly called the same as the, the main main piece. They had the same names. Right, Just yes. Like blah, blah, blah is on the yellow piece and you're looking at it going, oh, no, 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 it's not. Yeah. Because I went to the wrong piece until I realised. All right, so it's the other piece. yellow piece. The other yellow piece. Yeah. yeah. So, for example, when oh, in the men's foil individuals last 64s, Alex Toffolidis against Peter Jopic. Mm-hmm. That was on one of the extra pieces. Yeah. And couldn't get near it. Yeah. Uh, I had the same problem with one of the parks. Oh, our main man park. Sangyong Park. Sangyong Park. Who went, the fact that he got knocked out. Yeah. Because that was on one of them as well. And I was, yes, that's, that's right. the one I turned up at the wrong piece because it said yellow on the board. Ah, right. I turned okay. up at the yellow and piece fits. and then had to run through. And then by that point, by that time, the place is mobbed and you can't see anything. Yeah. I mean, I don't know the solution. You would need another hall. You would need a massive, I mean, Leipzig Arena was a massive venue, but you would need one even bigger. You need to, double the space, essentially. Yeah. Uh, and, or maybe another hall. Uh, so two halls, about half the size, if you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, it, it's a hard one to sort of figure out. Anyway, yeah, that was definitely something that I think was a bit of a low light. Obviously, the humidity and the heat really bothered me. Uh, yes, it but, was. It but was hey, warm. But hey, you know, I'm just a pasty northerner. <laughs> yeah, there is that. No, I, I really enjoyed it. We, we've not often had the, the opportunity to travel and see top-class fencing in a top-class venue. It doesn't happen... You know, in a, in a locale that makes it accessible a lot of the time. Hmm. So having it in Germany made it very easy for quite a lot of people to get there and see it. Yep. So people like us, for example, got to go for a change, Indeed. you know. Um, and I think that's, that's a key thing is to see. If you want to be a good at fencing, I think a key thing is to actually see the top guys live, I think. Yes, because I think there is a difference between seeing it in the flesh compared to, to watching it. I mean, the advent of sort of live streaming and regular footage on, on YouTube is a brilliant thing. And yeah. It gives you a whole load of stuff to talk about and to learn from and to get enthusiastic about. Mm-hmm. But nothing nothing beats the no. beats the real thing of no. actually being there and seeing it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'll do it again. I definitely think we should do it again. Yeah. <laughs> where's, where's next year's World Championship? <laughs> it's in again? China, though. It's in China, yeah. yeah. I'd love to go. I would love to go, but it's... Uh, you know, I've got a young family. I'd have to take my young family with me because it'd be such a long holiday that they need a holiday too. Yeah. So that's probably all of us would probably need to go out and have an exotic trip to China. You know. Yeah. But I think it would be interesting to go to it next yeah. year. Yeah. Got to work on that. We've got to figure out the logistics. I think how to get there and how incredibly expensive it's going to be. We've got uh, yeah. There's a year to work this out. Yeah. So your highlights, highlights of the World Championships. Oh. You have to pick out one one event, one fight, one. One single one. What's it going to be? You first. I need to think about this. <laughs> okay. 
yeah, I've been having a good long think about this, you know, what was sort of single highlight of the whole, our whole trip. Um, only going to include stuff from the individuals because we were okay. actually there. And I would have to say Olga Carlan winning the women's sabre. She looked phenomenal. And it was the most dominating display, I think, of any of the individual events. Mm. It was, she was the, the one fencer who looked genuinely a class above everybody else there. Okay. Okay. So that was, that was mine. So there you are. I'm, I'm a proper, proper women's sabre fan now. Wow. It's confirmed. Uh, it's, it's changed Daisy. <laughs> uh, no, what's happened to me, Gav? Yeah. I'm trying, I'm really struggling to pick up my one highlight. Certainly in the, in, in the epi, there wasn't any one particular thing that really sort of sprung out at me that that's the moment. That was immense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And in the foil, I'm trying to think about this. I watched the women's sabre while we were there too, and the men's sabre, mm-hmm. obviously too. I'm just trying to think in the women's foil if I saw anything there. What would the highlight be? Oh, I'm not sure. Maybe the ice floppy come back and then not quite getting the win in the final. That was pretty exciting. That was pretty, oh, no, I'll tell you what it was now. It was in the women's sabre. And it was the... As a best best semi-final comeback against... Against... Yeah, that's, that yeah, was that was incredible. That was definitely because it was all it was all over, and then it really wasn't all over. It was a victory. Yeah. That was no, that's my moment as well. And uh, just visually, that whole the atmosphere for that, oh, amazing. Yeah, just she starts to edge back into mm-hmm. it, and everybody's gone. Oh, that, yeah, that's a bit embarrassing. You're eating nothing down at the break. Yeah, let's, let's hope she gets a few hits. Yeah. So God knows what the coach said to said to them, but yeah, yeah, I wish I could find out. Must exactly. have been something amazing. Yeah. So yeah, that's definitely my highlight. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was pretty impressive. So what have we got next time? I think next time we're going to do a, a kind of look back over the whole season. Yeah. Um, this is kind of the end of our season season one season of the Fencing one. Podcast. And unlike Game of Thrones, we're all still standing. Yes. Yeah. No actual casualties so no, far. No. I mean, there's still time. Well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's what we've got to to look forward to. I think we'll we'll do a look back over the our first our first season mm-hmm. of of running the podcast and putting it out there. Thanks as always to our sponsors for uh, from Liam Paul who made our made our trip to Lights possible. Thanks very much, guys. Uh, also, our supporters on Patreon, you're, you're lovely, lovely people, and we really appreciate uh, giving us a little bit of your money to, to help us do a bit more with the podcast, and yeah. that, that may make it possible for us to do little jaunts away at some other things next season. China. Yeah. China's a biggie, but yeah, I was thinking, well, Paris, Paris once again, and... Yeah. Uh, I'd like to go to Budapest, do, do the men's epi in Budapest. Ah, but then some of them is it's a oh yeah, so it's Epi Grand Prix. Epi Grand Prix, do that one. I think so that'd that would be quite a good one to go. Worth a look. Yeah. So because it's it's easy to get to uh, Budapest, a great city, all that yeah. kind of stuff. So I think that's that's just pretty much done for this time right. round. Mm-hmm. Love the World Championships. Yes, go back. Leipzig is a great place as well. What we saw of it, we saw absolutely nothing of Leipzig. Yep. Uh, we did grumble about this a little bit, but basically we saw our apartment, we saw the Leipzig Arena, and that's it. We had one pint. It was pathetic. Yeah, one <laughs> go to Germany and have one beer. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, that's that's enough from us. Yeah. So till next time. Till next time. Mm-hmm.